What is going on? Yours truly is back, Brandon McGee, with another episode of Synced, episode four. And uh, this one, this one's going to be good because it's time for a reminder. It's time for a reminder to do the first works. A reminder to do the first works. And so, you know, what does that mean? What do I mean when I say do the first works? I'll preface with this. We're all out here. We're setting goals. We're getting new achievements. We're getting new new checkpoints in life. And before we got there, there's a set of habits we had. We did certain things that get us to that point. We were that hungry, that ferv, that zeal. It was in place. It was going. That engine was going powerfully. And it got us to that point. And there are times where we kind of let go those those things we did, that good stuff we had in us, that discipline begins to dissipate. And you've lost your first works. The things that got you there in the first place have now become a memory and it comes with a price. So this is a call, a reminder to do the very same things that got you to you want to be, whether you're already there or you're ready or you know you're about to get there to get to that new position. You got to remember to keep your first works. And I can't tell you what that is. Not on this one. You know what they are. You know those things that you've been doing and the things you have to do. And you have to keep them up from inception to middle to end in order to finish this entire thing exactly how it should be. Those are your first works. That's your foundation. That's your bedrock. And everyone knows, every architect, engineer, every person who experienced life knows that the most important part of any building is is that first layer, the foundation, because it dictates the entire tower. And once that foundation gets compromised, everything else is going to have a ripple effect. It's going to be impacted. And so we got to keep the first works. And it's important because we can port this to everything. That's all I like about these discussions. It's highly transferable. That husband you have, that wife you had, your children, your those athletes, your my fellow athletes out there who reached that new benchmark, that promotion you got, that business you opened up or currently running. There are things you did to get to that point. Important steps, important habits, things you were doing to get to that breakthrough to get that person or that thing or that whatever it is, they get it to a certain point, they craft it up. There were certain things that were in place, action plans you took to get there. And you got to remember that person. You got to remember that person you were getting to that point because now it's even more at stake that that same person stays intact now that you got to the place you want to be. Those are your first works. Remember those first works. And as you know, it has its enemies, comfortability, entitlement, ungratefulness, decadence. Things get a little too good and you're getting a little bit too comfortable. And before you know it, you're letting go of the stuff that made you who you were. You were off by two degrees, but if maintained for a very long time, you look to your left or to your right, you're off by a lot. You just hadn't noticed it. You look down at your feet, you look down at the foundation and it's all off course. And you wake up like, what happened? How did this happen like this? And I knew it not. The symptoms were there. The tremors were there. Every mountain, every volcano (laughs) before it explodes has symptoms. 
Mount St. Helena, 1980, 1981, that bulging around the center of the volcano, that those gases started to, to kind of come out. Those tremors started to kind of surface. 1.2, 3.0 on the Richter scale, not really surfacing, but something's there. Oh, their symptoms were there, but you're blinded to it. Something had gone wrong with your sight. And before you know it, the first works have been dispelled, suspended. And now you always oh, like, I got to get them back. Reminds me of um, a professional boxer, Marvin Hagler, for those who follow boxing. But here's, here's what he said in an interview once. He goes, it's tough to get out of bed and do word work at 5 a.m. when you're sleeping in silk pajamas. <laughs> I'll say it again. It's tough to get out of bed and do world, world work at 5 a.m. when you're sleeping in silk pajamas. What does that say? Somebody got comfortable. Sometimes that good life can start to take away the first works. The things he was getting up and doing it's like, man, all of a sudden now that conviction ain't quite there. Because now you done made it. And now the very things that got you there. Now we got that vice grip starts to loosen a bit. And we can't have that. We've got to keep it there. And so, you know, staying on the, you know, the boxing era, you know, it brings me to Floyd Mayweather. You know, you may or may not like him as a person, but, you know, as a boxer, there's something to be said about him, about his work ethic, his good habits. In an interview once, he was asked, you know, you know Floyd, you know, how do you, how do you do this? How do you, how do you manage to keep yourself at the top of your game this long? His response was very simple. He says, I train like I'm poor. Just like that. A man worth hundreds of millions says, I train like I'm poor. When it's time to get in that ring, when that fight's coming up and you got six to eight weeks to prepare, three months to prepare, he's not thinking about his bank account. In his mind, he's right back in Grand Rapids, Michigan, with his dad and his uncle and his close confidants training, not thinking about anything else but winning. I have nothing. I got to get this W. There's something to be said about that type of mind. He kept his first works. Nothing that happened, no amount of success allowed him to let go of the very things it took to get him to where he wanted to be. We took him from the amateurs to professional, from professional, from, from uh, professional to, 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 to pretty boy Floyd, from pretty boy Floyd to money Mayweather. Each time moving up in levels and keeping the first works, keeping the stuff that got him there, the grit that got him there, keep it in his, keep it in place as he leveled up to hit those upper echelons where he could really win. You see? And it, it reminds me of a scripture I would often meditate on, even now. It's in James, and it says, be not many masters, otherwise you'll receive greater condemnation. And that's just the King James Version. To put it in layman terms, you know, it's what it's saying. The idea of mastery means the more things you acquire, the more wealth, the more freedom, the more autonomy, the more power, the more assets, the more things you become a steward over, the consequences of that become greater. The potential for things to go south are now greater because you have more. You're more of a master. There's more under your stewardship. There's more things you are overseeing. And now if compromised, the condemnation is greater. It falls on you because you've gotten that far. It's a powerful principle and very true. It has to stay in place. Otherwise, as you escalate up, as you escalate up, 
there's going to be it's a different stratosphere up there. High altitude, you got to breathe a bit differently. The stuff you did at level two, you can't do at level 10 because it's different up there. That's some high altitude. And that's a reason why not a lot of people are up there. Certain type of birds can go up that high. Other ones can't because it's not for everyone. But when you do get there, you want to remember the stuff from way back when. Let me keep that in my present. It's extremely important. So just take a moment. Just think about that part. Let that sink in very deeply. You see, because then, you know, we have the Floyd Mayweather's. But we also have some of the other examples or an example of someone who didn't quite keep that principle in place. My man, Iron Mike Tyson, the man with a 19 inch neck with a chest so wide, it made you want to get your suits tailored with quads that made guys say never skip leg day, a.k.a. the baddest man on the planet, Mike Tyson. That fateful day, 1990 in February, in Japan, gets in the ring with Buster Douglas and suffers one of the biggest upsets in professional boxing history. He got knocked out by a quote-unquote journeyman. And a journeyman is simply a guy who's in, you know, he's, he's a boxer, he's good, but he's not anyone who's going to become great. He probably lost as much as he won. Not a real threat to the throne. But look at what happened. Mike Tyson took that L. He should have never lost. You know, what's interesting, what came out in that interview afterwards, people were asking, you know, Mike, you know, what happened? What's going on? You weren't yourself. There's just something wrong. Everybody knew something was wrong. And he, he came clean. He said, you know what? I wasn't training. I wasn't getting ready. I wasn't running. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't in the gym working on my craft. I was just doing me, partying, having fun. And it wasn't just for that one fight. This is something Mike was doing off and on with different fighters. He would work really hard with some other ones. Toward the end, kind of let things go. I don't have to train that hard for him. I can just beat him. I got talent enough. I got experience. I can beat this guy. And it caught up to him. He was over in Japan doing a ton of things he shouldn't have done. And before you know it, I said before, if you're off a little, eventually you'll be off by a lot. And it caught it to him that night. He got in that ring and Buster came with a flurry of punches. And Mike didn't have the wherewithal to dodge him. The boxing IQ, the tenacity, the response time, it just wasn't there. And now, you know, we have that saying hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Buster was able to best him that night. Mike is easily the superior fighter. But that night, <laughs> that night, Buster was the man. He came ready. And so there's your example of someone who didn't keep the first works. Mike Tyson, which, which made him Mike Tyson, his work ethic was phenomenal, but he started to let it go. Those, 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 those years of being at the top of his game, all of a sudden things started to wane and he paid the price for it. Peaked at 1990, but he could have peaked up much later. And before you know it, you know, things started to go away. So we got the Floyd Mayweather side and we got the Mike Tyson side, two sides of the same coin but much different outcomes. Keeping the first works, the former kept them, the latter did not. Both of them had a different trajectory in their career. And that's just example in boxing. You can plug many people into that equation and see how letting go of that can cause them to rise or fall. We're all subject to it. That's why it's a slice of humble pie. No matter how good we are, how much, how much we think we got things on lock, 
Take heed. Reminds me of another scripture in the Gospels. Let him who thinks he stand take heed lest he fall. Never think you got it so airtight you don't have to check your steps. You've already you're on you're already on the path of getting got. Uh-uh. Keep them first works. Yeah, we may not always feel like doing it. Yeah, it can be cumbersome. It's a it's a nuisance sometimes, but you gotta keep them in place. The same stuff you had to get you there, you gotta keep that stuff there to get you all the way through. It matters even more now. Because now it's a it's 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 a uh it's an inseparable uh, uh equation. It's an inseparable plan action plan. You must keep it there because it's the very thing, it's the vehicle that got you there. And it's irreplaceable. Things will start to get disorderly, fall apart. And it kind of reminds you this idea of entropy. This is for my my uh, kind of science nerds out there. I'll try to you know keep it simple. But um, entropy is a phenomenon that's implied by the second law of thermodynamics. And it implies that everything will fall into a disorderly state unless kept in check. Or in other words, Everything around us has a certain level of entropy. Everything's always becoming more disorderly. Entropy always increases. And so you think about this in everyday life. Don't clean your house. It gets dirty. Don't take care of your body. It deteriorates. Don't attend to your wife or your husband in a way that you should as in a healthy manner. That relationship will begin to decline. Don't oversee and have, you know, and engage your children how you're supposed to. You're going to have some problems there. Things are always heading toward disorder, chaos. It must be checked. It must be kept in place. It must be maintained by what? The first works. The first works. The main habit you had to get you to that point, you've got to keep them right there on point in the present all the time. You can't let it go. You can't let it go. You can't let that comfortability get the best of you. You can't let ungratefulness get the best of you. You can't let entitlement get the best of you. As I said before, you can't let decadence get the best of you. Yes, we all want a good life. We want to be comfortable. We want to have that freedom and not worry. But decadence in itself can be an enemy. There's a price if you don't, if you're not self-aware, if you're not careful with that, it can it can sneak up on you. Because before you know it, oh, everything's fine. Everything will be great. You start to lose sight of that grit, that former person who had nothing, who had all the the inner workings of getting across that finish line. But once you get there, you, re- you start to feel like, oh, you know, I'm cool. I'm good to go. No, you're not. You're not good to go. Yeah, it's nice to have that bank account full, but you got you can't let that blind you. Yeah, it's nice to have that freedom, but you can't let that blind you. You got to keep the main thing, the main thing. Reminds me of another athlete, Chad Ochocinco, a controversial, very funny, very intriguing, entertaining former football player for the Cincinnati Bagels. And um, this is another interview. And uh, he was saying one of the things he always did, even became an NFL player, made millions of dollars, endorsements, all the good stuff, all that. He said no matter what, he would go to a, a public place to do his laundry. Now, this is a million dollar man. He doesn't have to do that. He could have an in unit washer and dryer in any apartment house he buys. He could have someone do the laundry for him. But he decided to always go and do his laundry to one of those small shops on the street for a dollar fifty to dry, dollar seventy five to wash. He would go and do his laundry and fold clothes. And he said, the reason why I do that, he says, it keeps me grounded. 
It keeps me humble. It keeps me. It gives me a realistic idea of what life is like, because even as a rich man, he realizes he is a small. He's part of a small percentage of the human populace. Most people are not rich. And so even though as great as it is, even though his, his reality, he had the wherewithal to still acknowledge the fact that this is not a normal lifestyle. He knew decadence is not normal. It's nice. It's a blessing. We all want it. Only least if I imagine want it. But it's not normal. It's not average. It's not a common thing. He knows that. And so to keep himself grounded, keep himself, give him a realistic idea of what life is like, to keep that humility there, he will go and do his laundry at a public place. I agree with him. I think it's a very smart move. I'm not saying everybody has to do that particular thing, but have something in place to remind you. And you think to myself, well, Brandon, how does that relate to the first works? Well, keep this in mind. It's humility. It's reminder. It's a rem- it's a solid reminder of who you are. And remember, who you are is that person who had the main habits in place. So by keeping yourself grounded, you're indirectly kind of triggering, kind of ringing the bell on, hey, don't lose sight of that guy, that guy that got you here. Those things you were doing, that dude who had the action plan, that woman you were before all this, all this great glory stuff kicked in. We got to keep him and her in place. We need him or him or her more now than ever, (laughs) because it's that person that's going to keep me where I need to be all throughout this entire process. A very smart thing to do. And so carry that. Keep that in mind. Whether you're still trying to get to a certain point or, you know, a certain a certain breakthroughs getting ready to come. With all that comes a different way of thinking. And what is that thinking? Keep the first works. Yeah. Sometimes you just may not want to do it. That's life. We all got to do stuff every day. We don't want to do. We don't always feel like it, but this is too important to look over. You know, the higher up you go, I'm telling you, more is at stake for my Marvel fans, my nerdums out there. You know, think about Spider-Man with Uncle Ben tell Peter Parker with great power comes great responsibility. Sounds very cheesy. It is absolutely true. It is absolutely true. You have more responsibility. And guess what? Those responsibilities require the first works. (laughs) Take a notepad, write it down. Don't let yourself forget it. You need those first works. The first things you did, the primary things you did to get to where you want to be. Never, ever lose them. That is your vehicle. That is your compass to keep you moving in the right direction. And as I said, keep everything intact so that your force field, so that your your mountain is impregnable against entropy. Disorder, things falling apart, going away, taking that L when you know good and well, you should have beat that dude in the ring. Don't suffer that fate. You can control this. That's a wonderful thing about a lot of things. More, most things in life are outside your control. This is one of those things that absolutely are within your control. You can control your habits. You can. You can control what you prioritize. You can choose to keep the main stuff that got you here, the main stuff. Keep it in place. Airtype, vice grip, not going anywhere. You can control that. Control it. Subdue it. Dem- d- dominate it. Keep it in place. So that's it. That's the main thing I really want to tackle today. Give you a good reminder 
about the former days or what could one day become the former days keeping all of it intact and it's going to it's going to serve you well it's going to keep you in place it's going to keep driving you forward and it's going to make sure you not only get to where you want to be but keep you there because that's the point of achievement that's the point of accomplishments it's not just to get there and call it a day it's to keep it it's about duration it's about durability keep the thing there keep the first works and i'll leave you with that i'll see you next time on another episode of synced yours truly signing out peace